0: Healing can happen when people share their stories. Welcome to Trauma, Trial, and Transformation. Discover true stories from those who were called to sit in the witness chair. Experience their journey through the legal process and beyond. This podcast brings to light the trauma and stress caused by testifying under oath and offers resources by talking with witnesses, key litigators, and mental wellness professionals to assist with different approaches one can utilize to prepare to take the stand and how to heal after the encounter. And now, here's your host, Juliet Huck.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Trauma Trial Transformation from a beautiful, sunny day in Los Angeles, California today we're going to talk about expert witnesses. I have worked with hundreds of expert witnesses. Some love me. Some hate me. (laughs) Uh, One of the things that I always try to do is walk slowly into the process with an expert witness because experts are experts. That's what they do. And they're very good at their job. Don't always like a consultant coming in and, you know, talking them into trying to do something different than what they think is correct. But I've had some really amazing expert witnesses that really know that my job is to come in and really help them get their message and their story out to a layperson who might not have any idea what DNA is, accounting, um, structural engineering. Um, so I've had some really amazing expert witnesses. And I, I've got one today that I'm just excited to talk to who's just got her tipped her toe into being an expert witness. and. Uh, I want to thank my guest today, Kristen Sheldon. Kristen is a founder of KDS Consulting, an accounting firm that specializes in strategic entrepreneurial growth and special forensic accounting projects. She's a graduate of Lloyd Grief Center of Entrepreneurial Studies. In addition, she's providing accounting and financial services to clients. She's able to bring her entrepreneurial experience and background to the table and provide insight on which areas of business should really be grown. And she's passionate about starting businesses, growing businesses. And I'm excited to talk to her because I am a small business and I always love people that can talk to me financially. So welcome, Kristen. Thank you very much. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, give me a little background of what got you into the profession of accounting.
2: Um, so I, I grew up in a business family. So I kind of grew up hearing the conversations and participating in the conversations from a pretty young age and was fascinated by a lot of the concepts. Um, I have a number of accountants in my family. Um, My dad was an accountant. He was very entrepreneurial minded and did a lot of projects in that field. So I think that's where I got the first bug. Um, (laughs) But with all these accounts in the family, I was bound and determined to not be an accountant. <laughs> so I, uh, I went to business school and, um, and went into finance. And then lo and behold, years later, here I am. I'm, in a, I'm an accountant. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and I really, I love it. It's, uh, it must be in the blood.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. We, we have a lot in common there. My dad was a farmer. Although I was bound and determined not to become a farmer, I, he was an entrepreneur. And one of the biggest lessons and things I learned from him was reinventing. Um, and so I think having parents that uh you know that are entrepreneur mindset, we can learn a lot as kids, you know. I I learned a lot from him in in that way. So it wasn't necessarily just sitting on the tractor, it was really on how to solve problems. So Absolutely. I think you and I probably have a lot in common. So um I understand your, your story is a little bit different than some people I've had on. Um, you really testified as an expert witness. So let's talk a little bit about, because you've gone from a deposition as well as being in court, but talk to me about when your decision came along to testify as an expert. And how about if we explain exactly what the definition that qualifies you as an expert?
2: Sure. So... An expert witness is someone who is considered an expert in their field. So we are um, designated experts by the court. And um, what we do is we come in on a case and we can provide an impartial opinion on the case as a witness, but not as a witness who who was um, involved in the incident. So we're providing mm-hmm. our opinion based on our background and field of study.
1: And is that is that something that... Um... And I'm saying this for my listeners because I, I pretty much know a lot of these answers only being in the business for so long. But for those listening, does, do you have to put your name into the bucket to be approved by the court or how, how does the court know you exist?
2: So they they know that you exist. I, I don't know if this happens in um, in different ways with different cases. In my case, um, with the first case, you're designated. And so we I was chosen by the attorneys on the case to be the expert. And so then... In the first deposition, I was designated as an expert. expert. Yeah.
1: So once they designate you, then they qualify you. And then, because I know Mm -hmm. that there has been many times I've been in the room when there's a fight, are they actually an expert? And are they an expert in the field of their testifying? And that can sometimes become a fight as well. Correct?
2: Right. Yes.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) I've seen that happen many times. i are like, they're They're not really an expert, but uh, that person is pretty much... A very good expert. They just don't necessarily want them to testify, right? Right. So, how did you get involved in uh, in like your first case? Did they they approached you, or how was your experience getting into the field?
2: Sure. So, I was I was working for an accounting firm, um, and I did. It was an accounting firm that did both tax and forensic work. So, I kind of had a pretty broad background. Um, mm-hmm. So, I just started organically working on forensic cases and um, was part of the background team for a long time and then um, ultimately started you know, working on cases as a primary person or you know, directly interfacing with the attorneys and so it happened um, organically, more or less, with the case that I was working on. So what exactly is a forensic accountant? What, what, what's the difference between
1: a forensic accountant and an accountant?
2: Um, so a forensic accountant is someone who is generally brought in on a, on a case and it's at the stage where they've determined that damages are due. So that means that in a case they've determined that someone owes someone else money. Um, mm-hmm. So they would bring us in to go in and quantify that, how much is owed and over what period of time. So, um, that's, you know, there are so many different types of accounting, um, there's tax work and financial statement work, audit, all of that fun stuff. Um, this is just a specialty field where we kind of go and dig in and trace numbers. It's scintillating and also can be a lot of drudgery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, especially, uh, you know, I worked on the Enron litigation
1: and talk about numbers Oh my Lord. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, not only just forensics, uh, it was you know, Wall Street and, you know, let alone investments. And, you know, it was just a world of a galaxy of numbers. Um, How do you know when a client comes to you, if it's the right case for you?
2: Um, You have to, you know, look at the case and talk to the client. Um, What's interesting about expert witnesses in general is our job really is to be impartial. So, We'll have people that come in and they want a forensic accountant hired, and we can take a look at the initial case and say, "Hey, you know, this may not go in your favor, or this you you may not get the numbers that you want." So they may make the decision that they don't want to hire a forensic accountant. But um, we can, you know, look at the at the numbers, the initial numbers, the case, and and we actually do a fair amount of interviewing of the client and and getting to know the backstory that is a really important piece of the analysis that we do. Um, So, we can, you know, make an initial assessment and see if it's a good fit or if it will be beneficial for them to hire us.
1: Yeah. It's it's interesting you talk about being impartial. I don't think most people realize that when you hire an expert witness, it is that they're to be impartial. But yet, it feels Mm -hmm. so counterintuitive because then you have the other side has their expert witness and you have your side expert witness and those expert witnesses are fighting against each other. So it doesn't really feel like it's impartial, but yet right. it is. It, it's, it's just an, it's kind of an oxymoron in, in your head when you're sitting in the courtroom, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. I know. I, yeah. I realize the irony of it every time. Right? <laughs> we have two this impartial is... opinions that are fighting each other sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. To, it's always fascinating to me where it's, you know, and if somebody doesn't give you the exact answer, you're like, well, that's my impartial opinion, right? So you have to be able to be okay with that. And mm-hmm. um, yes. So talking about being impartial, um, you know, what I found interesting is the definition, according to the Department of Justice, of a cross examination is to discredit the witness. I don't know if you know this or not. Mm-mm. But I always found it so interesting that it wasn't like they came in to find the truth. They really came in to discredit. And I am still blown away by this as I, I I've been in the business for so long and I'm not quite sure why that would be versus trying to get to tell the truth. I mean, have you been through the scenario where they just try to discredit you versus actually get to your information?
2: Uh, Yes. Um, Not only discredit, but to kind of trick you. Um, or or lead you down a path where you might confuse yourself. So there's a lot of this, I call it psychological warfare <laughs> that happens when we're when we're doing these
1: cases. Yeah, that's a great that's a great label because um how's it feel?
2: It feels uh, gosh, what is the best way to put this? It it feels dicey. <laughs> you know? It um it it's um it's tough but it's also It's fun in a way, if you can kind of dig into that part, like it's, Mm -hmm. I, uh, I find it really interesting to watch the process and be involved in the process and, and, um, understand, you know, hey we're, we're, we're not going down the right path here. We're trying to mislead or kind of, you know, point at nothing. So trying to redirect or provide just the, the factual information that's needed is, um, you know, it's kind of a, it, it's weird, but, um, but I enjoy <laughs> it. I don't know if that's a, a
0: do sick you see thing it as for a, me.
1: <laughs> no,
2: but do you see it like as a chess
1: game? Like sometimes I think that, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, some people, I mean, I, I talked about before I wasn't, I was deposed and it was horrible. Everybody's like, oh, you should be so good at it. You're in the business. But it, you know, for me, I'm not an expert in testifying. Um, but. Um, some people, I think, as an expert, see it as more of a chess game because they know they are facts. They know, you know, you're an expert. That's a very different thing than a lay person who's trying to testify, right? They, it's more defensive. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel defensive or do you just see it more of a chess game? It's like, no, this is move one, number one. This is going to be move number two. I'm going to make move number three.
2: Um, I mean, you know, we're all human. So, of course, there are moments where you feel you start to feel a little defensive and you're like, okay, that's not the point. They're they're doing their job right They're They're uh, trying to put you on the spot or or fluster you. So you just kind of, you know, dig back in and focus on the information and what's important. So I I enjoy it in a way. And also, it's not the primary reason um, that you're there, Mm -hmm. but it's it's just such a fascinating piece of it, too. Interesting. To participate in yeah. and watch.
1: No, that's great. That's that's really I, I give you a lot of credit because I I I couldn't do. it. I tried it once and I I'm always on the other side of the gate, so <laughs> in, the, in the gallery. So
2: we have the benefit of a lot of background. And, you know, we we've been preparing yeah. all this information for months. I mean, we kind of
1: yeah. we're so
2: solid on it that it's you know it may not be as big of a deal. I guess I don't know. I don't know the best way to put that, but yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you're saying you're saying well, that's that's a good point. Um, you know, you when an expert comes in, I was going to walk through the process a little bit. So, case comes along, and what they call discovery, right? Which is mm-hmm. then they start to do documents or information, and then they hire experts to go through that discovery, which is where I think a lot of experts start to come into the process. And some kind of explain the process here to those who don't really quite understand where the expert fits. And then when the expert comes in, there's you know they do an analysis, right? And then there's a report. Is that, is that what you, as well?
2: Yes. hmm Your report and then And
1: you, then you go back and testify to exhibits mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. So, so really the process is, what's, what was the length of your process?
2: Um, the process in total was probably, I'd say about a year Um, Mm -hmm. but with these cases, I'm sure, you know, this, there are big periods of downtime or or quiet. So you may, Mm -hmm. you know, bring a case on, do an initial review and, you know, do, or even do some preliminary calculation. And then the way that the court system works is they might have, you know, they reset a date or they delay this or that. So a lot of the time you're kind it's like a hurry up and wait, um, process. Right. So you just kind of, you chug along and, and you have to be ready. As soon as they are ready to go, you're like all hands on deck, drop everything, you know, that mm-hmm. um, things can change quickly in those moments. Mm-hmm. So you have to be ready to go.
1: So talk about your prep with your client, like your the lawyer prepping you. Uh, how much time do they spend with you to, pre- I mean, so you've had this information, obviously, for quite some time. And mm-hmm. you because I was, you know, I say courts theater, it's basically, it's, you get a script at some level That's your report, right? You know, what's in mm-hmm. your report, then you have to go in for, let's just start with deposition because you've, you've been deposed as well as trial, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So what kind of prep did you have?
2: So um, in terms of prep for the, um, for testifying, we do a lot of prep on our own internally Um, So that's, you know, re-reviewing numbers and um, just, you know, familiarizing yourself because again, with that big time period, it may have been three months since you prepared the report. So you have to kind of, you know, re-familiarize yourself, make sure there aren't any changes in the case. You can't, you you don't have changes in your reporting, but um, there may be, you know, noteworthy changes in the case that, that are somehow relevant to you testifying or, or where you're going, <laughs> all kinds right. of interesting things. So, right. um, so what we we would generally do that review of the documents and um, and we also are reviewing the other side's expert witnesses documents um, and their testimony if that's available. So um, we could be, because we may be asked to provide opinions on their reporting and, and testimony. Um, so right. you're kind of just digging through and looking at the numbers, it sounds pretty exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, the, you're you're actually stepping into where I want to go, so that's all logical, right? That's mm-hmm. all very logical, and that's the way the process. What about emotionally?
2: Emotionally, I mean, it's it depends on, I guess, the the stage that you're at in the process. Um, when you get up to the the point of testifying, um, it can become very very intense, right? So. You have a lot of things changing at the last minute, and we need, we might need an extra report here or oh exhibit for this. So, um, it can, it's it's a lot of um pressure, mm-hmm. but you you also know to be ready for it. So, how
1: how do you know to be ready for it? Is it is that something that like I said, is the lawyers prepping you for here's what's going to come, or like let's just talk about the first time you did this, like sure. not knowing right? Mm -hmm. I mean, emotionally, were you scared? Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, uh, when we, we go in, I am, I'm an expert in my field and I did all my work and I crossed all my T's and dotted my I's, but I am very much a human and this is a, it's a big moment, right? The first time you're going Mm -hmm. in and and doing this. So, um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You have to figure out what your your coping mechanisms are, or your, your kind of ways to just, you know, practice self-care and make sure you're feeling good about the process.
1: What do you do? What What's your process of self-care?
2: Um, so it, so generally I'm a big music lover. Um, the very first time I testified, I was, I was pretty, uh, pretty anxious. So, um, I remember driving down, uh, my my deposition was in a different county. So um, I'm a big um, deadhead, they call them. So a uh, follower of yeah, the Grateful right. Dead band. So yeah. um, there was a song that just has always been kind of soothing to me. And I put it on driving down. And for whatever reason, I just kept playing the thing on repeat for like an hour and a half. I listen to the same song over and over. That's great. Um, but I mean, I've just, I've always been a music person. I was a classical pianist growing up. So it's just this major therapy for me. Um, in addition to that, I will, um, I'll take the time to go, you know, take walks with my doggie or do tons of cuddling. And I do, yeah. um, yoga. I, um, I go down and do, um, Cranio sacral massage, so I try oh. to kind of, you know, just dig into what makes me feel good and and whole and happy. I spend a lot of time with friends and family, all that fun stuff. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that.
1: I, I'm I'm really really glad to hear that, especially from the the depths of what you're talking about, from music to massage to you know, I one of the reasons this podcast is you know trying to promote this is that what are we doing for our mental health in this really stressful environment and how are we mm-hmm. able to come back strong in the chess game, right? Right. Um, there are some people who, you know, get called in as an eyewitness that have no, you know, they're only going to know about it within, you know, two days or whatever, and you live with it for a year, but it's still the, the sitting on, you know, in front of somebody asking questions under oath. It's just such a, just a crazy experience. So it's, mm-hmm. So when you... When you got through that first deposition, and did you listen to the Grateful Dead on the way home?
2: I did. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> I did. <Just> I, uh, <laughs> I did
2: change this, the music or <laughs> change the songs at that point, but yeah, it was just that very first time. I needed just the con- the consistency of the one song. <laughs> so I think I know all the words to this day. <laughs> that's,
1: and that's that's healing. That's that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about here. Is that that's healing because now you you relate the incident. To the music as well as the situation. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is healing when you can find a way versus just falling into the depths of how hard it is and stress. You now have something else you can relate to. So I'm, I'm super excited we're talking about this because that's just <laughs> such a great solution. Um, I can't tell you how many times I put my headphones on and just jammed out a song of Journey or Sticks or something, you know, in the 80s mm-hmm. that just took me back to a really happy place. And, um, I think that's just really, really great. But let's talk a little bit about your prep with your attorneys. Um, did they talk to you at all about your mental stress through this process?
2: Um, I don't recall talking about mental stress, but I know, but not directly. But um, mm-hmm. I had a I had a really great um, team of attorneys that I worked with, so I'm I'm still to this day so so thankful for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so though we didn't talk about it directly, they certainly were concerned about you know making sure that i had all the information that i needed my questions were answered i knew where to go um they were really detailed and and um helpful with that
1: to make so. it as comfortable for you and yes. on the outside logically mm-hmm. making sure that you're there and yeah I, I think there's a lot of you know really great attorneys that um that make sure their witnesses are very well taken care of you know fed well taken care of if you have to fly in being accommodating cuz like you said the judge can make a decision there's no witness available and they're like oh you have to be here tomorrow and you're across mm-hmm. the united states <laughs> and mm-hmm. you're like okay and i think you know most attorneys don't want to put their witnesses through that because there's it's, it's not good for the witness right
2: <laughs> right but you'd be surprised there are, there are certainly some who... sometimes they're out of <laughs> yeah. control yes yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> some things are, can get a
1: little uh out of control and sometimes the expectations are a little high but it's um
0: because mm-hmm. you're also
1: paid. And I know that there's an expectation that comes along with that. And sure. one of the things that, you know, the other side always likes to do is bring out, you know, how much you've been paid for this. Uh, and I don't know, to me personally, that's mm-hmm. never bothered me because you put in so much time to of course you're gonna be paid. Like it right. seems so odd that you you know, you made so much per hour to do this. I, I just always feel those fights kind of fall flat. Um, with <laughs> but it's one of I the first know. things they, they dig in on, the f- for sure. <laughs> first thing they dig on because mm-hmm. they want to discredit you, right? They're going after the discrediting. Mm-hmm. So so did you feel really lonely at the time? Like, like, you know, a lot of times, you know, cases, you can't talk about them. So how, how did you deal with that side of it? Especially because you have so much in your head and so much information and you're sitting at dinner and like,
2: how do you deal with that bubble? Um, so, I mean, I didn't feel lonely in that I couldn't, you know, reach out to friends and family. I mean, I can't, I obviously can't discuss any specifics of a case, but, um, it's, it's such a great time to rely on your circle and, and again, do those self-care things and do the things that, that keep you, um, sane for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, I have a great support system and I had really good colleagues that I worked with on, um, on this case and, and other cases. So, you know, you have that support system, so you don't feel lonely, but Mm -hmm. then you also, there is a sense of loneliness because you're the only person doing this, right. You're the only person testifying, um, on this case. So it is that there's that moment of, of loneliness, but I think it really just kind of goes, goes back to making sure you're feeling good and whole, um and ready to testify and prepared and you know ready to go play I love it so uh, so
1: you, you used uh, the Grateful Dead as your kind of meditative uh, meditative state to prep and I, I love that because that's <laughs> something I want to start offering is some meditations you know pre-prep mm-hmm. that you could really just sit down and get grounded and that's, that's something I'm working on as we speak to put together that's so great. that you know people could just download it and you know it could be music it can be it could just be the sound of the ocean. It could be, you know, they could select from different things to just kind of but walk visualizing kind of what you're walking through because it's it's uh you know for somebody too has never uh you know I mean as an expert witness I'm sure you you have you know you're not you've sat in the witness chair and someone who's never sat in the witness chair <laughs> walks in the door. There's all these people. I mean I just so many times these large cases you see this some person walking in the door, and then you've got an expert witness, and they're just everybody's staring
2: at you. I mean, how did, how did that feel? Um, it was a <laughs> it's you know it's you're it's like you're on stage, and um, mm-hmm. you know I've I think my the extent of my acting career was playing a tree in third grade in a play, so <laughs> um, yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> I'm I'm not necessarily in this to to be the you know the star but I'm there to provide an opinion and, and thereby you are the star of the moment so it's a yeah. it's an interesting feeling
1: yeah <laughs> so how did you like after afterwards like did it affect your day to day with family and your network cuz i mean you know like you said your network and communicate just communicating like i'm really stressed right now i can't really talk about it but i mean how did it affect your kind of reentry back into things
2: um so i think that like the first time was a, was a big moment and it, it it honestly was a big sense of accomplishment. So I was like, okay, I've, you know, I've, I've done this and, you know, burst the bubble and, and now, um, now that piece is over. So I don't know that it necessarily, uh, it does, it doesn't affect me now as much, but, um, it was, uh, it was a really, incredible time um like mm-hmm. we talked about there was a lot of pressure but it was a, a great moment and um i did walk away with a with a good feeling and feeling like i kind of i accomplished what i what i did set that, out to do
1: did your case did you win your case
2: yes <laughs> I mean, I didn't, but I, but they told me that they, that they won. <laughs> the, the t- yeah. Well, there's, <laughs> yes. there's uh, you're yeah, right. I, 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 agree with
1: that. There's always, it's always a, it's a universe that wins a case. It's never the person that's right. why it's uh, no, you're not in Hollywood with an Oscar. It's, it's really a, that's such a universal effort. And, um, but it always does help when you know that you've, you know, won. I mean, there's, there's definitely this uh, feeling, especially I think coming from an expert that would have to be like, wow, that, we accomplished what you set out to accomplish. That's got to be a good feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if you wanted to give anybody some advice on like becoming an expert witness, what, what would be your advice to kind of like even consider that?
2: Um, So I think the biggest thing would be to, to talk to others who are in the field. Um, It's kind of like doing, you know, when people do informational interviews for for jobs or industries that they're looking into going around and talking to others is, is really helpful and can provide a lot of insight and, and really asking the, you know, Hey, what, what were your successes? What are your best practices, but also what were your fails? Um, you know, everyone makes mistakes and, and you're going to make mistakes, but if you can, you know, be aware of big pitfalls to avoid or, Um, you know, know kind of the, the nitty gritty in, in good and bad ways, then it's a, an incredible tool. So Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, talking to people and then also, um, you know, dipping your toe into the water and, and working on a team that, um, that does forensic or, or expert witness work and participating in, in the background piece of it and understanding what it is and watching other people do it. I mean, that's incredibly Mm -hmm. helpful as well.
1: Right. Are there organizations out there that, uh, associations or anything like that? For expert witnesses? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would those be? Um, I don't know offhand. Yeah, I, I think there's an Orange County <laughs> expert association or mm-hmm. there's an LA County. There's a couple of associations that, uh, that I think I recall years ago that, um, I may have actually been lectured at. It's been a long time since I've been connected with the, that kind of organization. But, uh, but I know that, you know, there's ways out there. I, I mean, I have people call me quite often, you know, asking, I want to be an expert witness. How do I do this? And uh, first thing I do is I start Googling expert associations because I know that that's a great support system, but at the, I'm right. just happy that you came to talk to me today because I've always, uh, I, I love experts. I mean, I, I've learned one of my, my quick little side note was I think my, one of my favorite experts is I walked into DirecTV and the expert handed me his business card and it said, president of space. (laughs) I just- President of space. President of space. And (laughs) I thought, wow, that was years ago. I don't even know if that still exists, you know, that position exists. But I just first thought, you know, how did I get here talking to the president of space? (laughs) Right. One, But number two, uh, I learned so much from this guy and um, I just, I never forgot him. He just was so smart but so down to earth, because that's one of the things jurors have to or expert witnesses, I think have to find themselves to talk to jurors. Right. I mean, that's kind of one of my last questions for you is that how, how do you work on relating to jurors in a subject matter
2: that people just can't even connect to? How do you do that? Uh, well, I mean, we are the perfect field for that. Right. Um, you, you just say the word accounting, and it's like, you know, eyes glaze yeah. over or roll back in heads. So it's um it's all about um making it somehow understandable to to um the layperson and also just um and, and telling a story with your information. So mm-hmm. helping guide through, hey, what does this mean? You don't want to go too deep into numbers, that may be confusing. Um, although we um we do go deep into numbers, but you don't want to necessarily you know, confuse or, or, um, or make it overwhelming for people to understand. So mm-hmm. you have to, um, to know how to relay the information in a way that makes sense and be mm-hmm. able to answer questions that arise from it.
1: Yeah, that's relatable. And that's, that's something that, um, you know, when the Department of Justice came to me on Enron, we started walking through, I was like, this case really isn't about accounting. And they were sort of like, hmm. And I'm like, well, it is, but it's not. It's really about truths and lies and greed. Mm -hmm. And um, there's where themes came in. And that's when I really started working on, I'm a big developer of themes and stories. And then how does your your story fit into the big picture story? And um, so, I'm glad to hear you talk about storytelling because it's, even though you're an expert and you're presenting facts, story is just so important where
2: people can relate to it. So, it's... It's, yeah, it's the most important piece. I mean, we, we do, we are there to look at the numbers, but ultimately, I mean, we, we do interact with the clients. We do interviews. We look at backstory and when we're looking at these numbers, we see that story come to life, right? We can see it Mm -hmm. play out in these numbers. So it's, um, it's actually really, really fascinating once we put the pieces Mm -hmm. together.
1: Yeah. Numbers tell a story, right? mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that is kind of like it almost like ties the bow. It's like, oh, here's what happened, mm-hmm. here's what it cost, and here's the numbers that tell the you know tie up the bow to tell the, the full story. So it's uh mm-hmm. I'm always fascinated on talking to forensic accountants and forensic accountants and structural engineers are kind of I think my two favorites just because they're so, so out of my realm. Uh-huh. But uh but I learn on how you know it really ties together in most stories and in most cases. So. Well, Kristen how um, right. how would people reach
2: you or where uh, where website um, that kind of information? Oh um so I am uh, my website is kdsconsultingoc.com um mm-hmm. and you know they can call me or mm-hmm. or email me. Do you want any yeah. of that contact information uh, or Yeah, go ahead and fill that <laughs> out. Um, so my phone number is 760-518-0269. And email is Kristen, it's Kristin. It's K R I S T I N at K D S Consulting O C dot com. Yeah, Orange County, it's a mouthful, Orange County, California. Orange County, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, Kristen, thank you again,
1: and uh, I really do appreciate you coming and talking to me today. So,
2: thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah.
1: And I hope everybody will continue to follow and listen. I'm I'm super thrilled. We're having a great response to the to the podcast, and we'll talk next time about what's coming up in 2023. So I thank you again. And uh, signing off from California, go out and as I always say, spread some love. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to Trauma Trial and Transformation. If you want to share your experience as a witness, please forward your information to info at juliethuck.com. For more information on Juliet's 30-year career in the courtroom, visit us at juliethuck.com. There you can find your books, The Equation of Persuasion, and 50 Ways to Get Your Way, available on Amazon. Remember to follow and subscribe to Trauma, Trial, and Transformation wherever you listen to podcasts. The content, opinions, and information shared by the hosts and guests on this podcast are not to be considered professional legal advice or therapeutic counseling. If you need assistance, consult with a licensed attorney or therapist if you are appearing as a witness, experiencing emotional trauma, or are involved in any sensitive legal matters. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Thank you.